0: Welcome back to another episode of the Pandemic Job Hunt. This podcast aims to break down key techniques and to uncover the industry secrets to help you stand out in getting a job during this once in a lifetime pandemic we are living in. And I am your host, Andrew Barry. In this episode, I had the pleasure of having a conversation with Mary Gazarian. She is the National Manager of Employer Relations at Lighthouse Labs. Lighthouse Labs is a Canadian-based bootcamp school offering three-month-long courses for web development and data science. In the chat I had with Mary, we discuss why would someone go through a bootcamp, the keys to success for someone transitioning into tech, and how would a bootcamp grad navigate their career change in the pandemic? Full disclosure. I do work for Lighthouse Labs, and at the time of this recording, I still do. Nevertheless, I think this episode will be valuable for someone who is thinking about making a career change into tech and going through a boot camp might be appealing. Hi, Mary. How are you?
1: Hi, Andrew. Very well. What about you?
0: I am doing great. Uh, Toronto is super sunny right now, and I took a walk right before. Um, I went on this call just to like clear my mind uh it's great because some lately toronto doesn't have a lot of sun so uh it's it's nice to take a walk sometimes and like the bright sun even if it's still really cold outside uh where are you calling from
1: um i'm actually in vancouver and for the past two days it's been quite cold well i wouldn't compare Mm -hmm. it to the east coast but definitely Mm -hmm. minus three feels like minus seven for us so
0: Mm -hmm. quite chilly
1: here but i enjoy it because it's very sunny and
0: uh, yeah, I love to work. All right. So let's get into the topic of boot camps. Uh, I've noticed in the past three to five years, uh, boot camps have been growing around the world. There's companies popping up in Canada, in the States, or in Southeast Asia, all around the world. And I've also noticed more and more of my friends and my peers are deciding, you know what, maybe I will. Take a step into the bootcamp world and really uh, go into a three month program just to upskill uh, those um, upskill some sort of technology skills so I can transition into a new career or just to learn something new uh, because boot camps are I think the big proponent uh, of it is that it's very practical. There's a lot of support and it's as it's in a short time frame where going to a university to learn something new will take like a year or two years. Uh, a bootcamp, you can accomplish the same subjects within three months in a very intensive, oriented cor- course. So my question is, um, who is the bootcamp for? Like, who is the target audience? Because I've also noticed lately, um, just from being in the industry and also my peers, a lot of people who go through boot camps are generally folks who have a few years under their belt of experience and working experience, and they're maybe late 20s to early 30s and they want to transition into um, a new career and that's my kind of view of like folks who are um, deciding to join and go or go through a boot camp but what is Lighthouse Labs um, take on who is this for?
1: Oh yeah for sure and I'll just give you I'll just uh, jump into a sh- small history of what's been happening in the past few years and and especially this year because the reality is changing so quickly and we're just getting acquainted to new norms. Uh, We all see opportunities for growth in tech sector um, and hiring skilled human capital can be a challenge. Uh, for many businesses, like from startups to small and medium enterprises. But at the same time, what we're seeing is that unemployment is on its peak for many industries. So, for example, oil and gas, tourism, aviation, for sure, and many more. So individuals who are facing numerous challenges to find decent job and income uh, are actually looking into identifying new disciplines or new uh, ways to change their careers. So while the tech um, industry continues to grow at a very expedited uh, pace, we are all seeing that many startups are emerging. And we are also seeing quite a few career changers who are deciding to go into coding or into data science. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they're kind of joining uh, the uh Bootcamps. Specifically, I will talk about Lighthouse Labs uh, mm-hmm. to gain those essential coding skills, or skills in data science, or uh, just to understand uh, taking some part-time courses to understand whether the web development is for them, um, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, what we're seeing is uh, our students are generally career changers. Uh, So and in terms of the demographics, we're seeing more and more women joining the boot camp, as well as we're seeing some individuals who are just, um, you know, out of high school, 18 years old, they just decide to take this very intensive and immersive uh, boot camp to jumpstart their careers. But at the same time. The career changers are those who've had quite a few years of experience in different industries, as I mentioned before, in oil and gas, for example, in mm-hmm. aviation, and etc. Um, but at the same time, we do have some individuals who um, have graduated from with comsci degrees or with STEM degrees, also mm-hmm. from with engineering background, and they're joining just to get that kind of hands-on experience that prepares mm-hmm. them for the real life a, you know, work environment, especially right now that we're Mm -hmm. all remote. Um, Lighthouse Labs gives an opportunity for the online learning model, which Mm -hmm. prepares the students to um, work remotely from wherever they are. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I hope I captured the question.
0: You did. And I think what's also just great about these bootcamps in general, web dev, as well as data science and how tech focus it is in terms of like getting hands-on experience you're learning programming you know how to like use code and you learn how computers think i think this is a very essential skill in today's world especially as we get more and more tech oriented around the world understanding how technology is built and how technology works i think will really help for anyone's career especially if all these different industries even though some of them are are not doing too well, the successful players in those industries are uh, more and more embracing technology into their workflow, into the mm-hmm. into their uh, you know a way they analyze uh, big data. Um, that requires the understanding of technology, that requires programming, and that requires at least the technological point of view of how to tap into that. So I think that's the one of the biggest advantage of these boot camps is you get to be exposed to how that how computers work and how technologies work from the bare bones and you get to see that it, even in data science we learn um all these different uh, programming language but understanding how programming works you're able to appreciate how a, web, a website works or how like this platform we're we're having a conversation work we get to see how the building blocks are broken down it's like you have the engineering mindset which i think is quite helpful uh for anyone in, in this day and age to uh uh, Upskill and you know thrive in this digital world now.
1: Yeah, for sure, I agree.
0: So, speaking of um, uh, folks who are going through boot camp, after you know three months of intensive uh, of of intensive studying and intensive learning, um, what is the best next steps for these folks to do? How does one successfully transition and leverage off their boot camp experience? to transition into a new role. Um, I know that at Lighthouse Labs, there is some career services and some career workshops associated and introduced early on to, like, get them ready and start to have them think about how tech works. Um, can you maybe highlight a little bit about um, what are some of the biggest misconceptions for someone who is, like, a career changer in Lighthouse Labs, Uh when applying into a tech role, is there some differences in, in in entering a tech industry versus some of the more other industries such as oil and gas or aviation, as you mentioned?
1: Um, so a very interesting question, and as we all know these days, uh, many employers are having diversity and inclusiveness strategies, mm-hmm. uh, and we see that career changers are actually considered to be an added benefit because and uh, our graduates are more productive and competitive, and I can even say that they're innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they are very creative uh, in terms of um, identifying some really Cool and new solutions or creating new apps, you know, in the last two weeks of uh, bootcamp, they're actually working closely uh, within teams to create new um, applications that may have a long-term life uh, in, in a few months. And that's why we do have employers also joining us for uh, for those demonstrations. Uh, but definitely for um, uh, to successfully transition into a tech role, uh, it uh, requires a lot of work so it's not only to go through the educational process for 12 weeks and you know code 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 uh, or understanding what the technologies and as you mentioned uh, what the computers are and etc what is the front end development back end or what is the data analysis and how can we process that data uh, there's definitely a lot of work that, that uh, career changers, I would say, or the graduate, they need to, uh, start working from the, uh, uh let's say, uh, week five, uh, while they're in the bootcamp. Um, and there are quite a few factors to be successful, um, and transition into tech sector and become, you know, more economically self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. So, um, I can just, uh, let you know that at, um, that there are many reports on how, um, uh, you know, Canada as companies are investing in new technologies, are mm-hmm. investing in new talent, in human capital, um, mm-hmm. and some on-demand, um, some on-demand positions uh, today are definitely web development, mobile development, data analytics, and uh, digital marketing. And mm-hmm. to be a successful career changer and getting into the tech world, there's definitely a fo- formula that I usually advise our grads to mm-hmm. follow. It's self-evaluation uh, uh, what are their interests, uh, what do they want to um, achieve, you know, where mm-hmm. where do they want their careers to take them or what is their career path, mm-hmm. but at the same time understanding their options um, and understanding their options, uh, based on what their hard skills are, so basically their previous experience, as well as their soft skills, and the experience that they had during the boot camp. And also, um, the, the graduates, they need to kind of understand that everything is going remote right now. 80% of companies are completely remote and for the foreseeable future, I am anticipating that that will be like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: So definitely uh, how to be successful when working remotely, because it still requires you to have those transferable and soft skills, Mm -hmm. even more so now, than before because when you're not face-to-face it's a different story and definitely researching their career prospects and that's why career services at lighthouse labs we start from week five to educate them on Mm -hmm. uh, how they can be successful in their career Mm -hmm. uh, and what can they achieve and we're working together with them Mm -hmm. while they're in the bootcamp, as well as after they graduate to make sure that they find meaningful employment and they're Mm -hmm. successful
0: would you say uh, the advice you give to someone who is a career changer, who have some years of experience in their belt, um, is it different the advice you give to those uh, folks versus someone that you mentioned earlier, like who is such as like a recent grad at, out of high school or someone who right after university decided to join a boot camp and they don't have that many years of experience, maybe one year at most? Mm-hmm. do you have different advice for those uh, two different audiences
1: uh so uh, i think for those who are who already have a few years of experience mm-hmm. uh, i think the most important thing today is to kind of consider your options and to understand that you at this point because of the situation and how the tech world is changing you need to be more flexible and more adaptable mm-hmm. while with those who don't have experience they are definitely more flexible and more adaptable because they're mm-hmm. like ready to jumpstart their careers but definitely for both audiences i would say that it's very important how you market yourself mm-hmm OK, so how you market yourself and definitely how you need to identify the point. Um, and especially if, if you don't have much experience in the okay. discipline, for example, in coding um, and you don't have a lot of experience in interviewing or in networking online. So and there are definitely some essential steps um, to build your portfolio. And mm-hmm. I can elaborate on that
0: if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, we will in, in a bit. Um, what I'm really curious about is um, when it comes to marketing yourself and now marketing yourself in the remote world, mm-hmm. the pandemic world, um, how has the career services Lighthouse changed their approach in terms of teaching folks or instructing or advising folks on how to market themselves? What's different today versus... Um, pre-pandemic,
1: so uh, one of the key things that um, has changed that we are definitely um, we have transformed our workshops to mm-hmm. uh meet the demands of the market so basically what let's say i would give you an example of the interview workshop that we have mm-hmm. so previously we were kind of teaching um uh, and supporting the students on how to go through the resume uh, the interview process or how to uh approach employers and how to network and etc so now mm-hmm. it's a completely different story we kind of teach them how to be successful while interviewing online. So how to prepare for video interviewing. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's
1: just one of the small examples of what has changed. Uh, But definitely we also talk about like your online brand um, and how to build your portfolio and how to market yourself online, which is very critical today. Uh, So Mm -hmm. they need to, uh, we, we, do have like LinkedIn workshops for our career readiness program that comes after they graduate. Mm -hmm. We do have a workshop on how to build your brand Mm -hmm. on how to set your goals and how to make sure that you're successful in this completely remote Mm -hmm. world.
0: How do you, how do you build your brand? Um, since you know, there's so many, especially now uh, when the pandemic hit, a lot of people got laid off, mm-hmm. uh, who are unemployed now, and I'm sure a lot of students who uh, go through boot camp right now may have been let go from the pandemic and decided to upskill and transition into a new world or a new role after um, the boot camp. How do you build an online brand to stand out amongst? so many other competition out there especially now when we apply for a job or when i see a new job posting online uh you can see the number for example on linkedin there's like the max number that you can see is 500 that gets filled up within two days how do you stand out um amongst other folks uh when building this online brand what's what is some successful i guess um Uh, evidence or key metrics that you've noticed amongst the Lighthouse Labs uh, Mm -hmm. students uh, post-graduation?
1: Yeah, for sure. I will start with some essential steps. Sure. uh, um, It's definitely continuously coding and practicing that Mm -hmm. helps our students to get jobs faster uh, Mm -hmm. and also participating in hackathons. So that's a part of kind of continuous practice as yeah. well as like always having your github uh, up to date so pushing your code as well as because this is your digital resume. So from our experience, the employers are actually, even without looking at the projects that are mm-hmm. on uh, the resumes that um, you know are being presented to them, mm-hmm. they are definitely going to the GitHub and they want to see uh, what are your projects and what are your, let's say, open source contributions, right? Or uh, uh, where can they find um, other projects that, um, to help employers and recruiters to understand mm-hmm. that you are committed and you you can code, especially if that's completely new discipline for you. Mm-hmm. So if you are su- some of the, like um, I would say successful metrics also are um, that some of our grads would create their own website. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for that, they need to make sure that it's polished and it showcases their design and coding skills. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't look amateur. So the site, usually the sites that our grads are creating, they uh, represent their creativity, their personality, and their unique vision. Because today, as you mentioned, there are so many applicants for the same position. But what makes you stand out? They need Mm -hmm. to kind of... uh, understand and self-educate of what their unique story is. And then based on that, uh, choose the name for their website, which is not only appealing, but it should be catchy because that name can stay with them for the whole uh, career.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. So personal brand.
1: Yeah. Personal brand for sure. So if you're showcasing your work, definitely very important Mm
0: -hmm. uh, to
1: have your contact information there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, As you mentioned, uh, having a strong personal brand is very, very critical today. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, so the key message or the tagline should be there. uh, And uh, just think about my advice is like, how would you like to be recognized? So mm-hmm. that's why you have the key message, be it on LinkedIn, be it on Facebook, be it on other social media uh, platforms, but mm-hmm. definitely have that same tagline that reminds the employer of who you are, what your interests are. And, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so for example, uh, you, can have, um, you can be setting up your own LinkedIn group.
0: Mm, or okay. you can,
1: yeah, you can write your own blog where mm-hmm. you capture the adventure of your career change. So mm-hmm. what happened? What were the steps? Why did you decide to mm-hmm. choose bootcamp rather than going back to school for a year or so? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely being active online helps our grads so much, like showcasing their projects through LinkedIn or um But at the same time, starting mentoring uh, and Lighthouse Labs has a program for apprentice mentors uh, where they not only gain work experience, but also they uh, help um, other students who are currently enrolled in the programs to Mm -hmm. uh, help them understand and become better at coding. But it's a repetition for them. They're Mm -hmm. helping, but at the same time, they can post that experience on LinkedIn. So they do have that experience Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, and uh, definitely okay. networking is very, very critical.
0: So let's just uh, clarify all of that. So we want, if one of the most important steps, is especially those who are coding and transitioning into a more coding-based role, the GitHub is so important. And just like that Git commits that you do that's uh, displayed on the, your own uh, GitHub profile, I guess that's a signal of your commitment to learning this stuff. But at times, I've also noticed... Um, there's quality gits and there are quality git pushes and, you know, not so great, uh, some great git pushes. So um, there's there's some folks who push a lot and you can see the green bar across their whole profile. Yeah. Um, one thing I've always um, advised to my students when com- committing git pushes is making sure the different uh, uh, recos that you have or uh, repositories that you have on your GitHub when someone clicks on it, it needs to have a proper readme page so does, so someone can actually read through uh, what you've done here and like also showcase some table of contents of like the different or interesting bits that you made all together. Because I think people are more focused on the end product versus mm-hmm. like the code, the nitty-gritty, and they trust that if the end product works and it looks good and you can communicate it effectively within... 15 seconds. Uh, that's so important versus uh, you just some random code on the internet that probably does work, but you don't polish it enough in on the readme. Versus the, thus making employers who go through it may get turned off or don't they don't want to actually read through the code. And I and I have a hypothesis that most people don't look through the code because they trust that you can understand it by having a proper front end or a proper readme describing your project. Uh, helps out a lot, and this is n- true on GitHub. Is also true on like what you mentioned, having a polished personal website where you can upload all of the different works that you did, or communicate uh, your skills, or you can blog about um, blog about uh, your uh, blog about stuff for your journey, or create tutorials which can also be shared to your LinkedIn page as well. Um, but speaking of uh, networking, now I used to network in person, uh, in real life. I used to network mainly through conferences or through meetups. I remember when I was uh, back in school, there was tons and tons of like meetups with like various, um, uh, companies and, and folks from those companies would come down and talk to students. Uh, then after university, I used to go to like conferences in my city, uh, related to the field I want to be in, or even some other random fields that uh, I was just interested in those conferences aren't happening anymore in person and those touch points in real life where we actually have a conversation and make a meaningful connection um that's not there and it's all transitioned to the internet Uh, you know we're behind a screen we don't have the full dimensionality of interaction how can you build a genuine connection on the internet or like some internet conference how do you network in this day and age uh where it's more relied on the internet versus in person.
1: Um, yeah and I do (laughs) uh, I agree with you I miss those days so much as I am uh, like a high proponent of uh, Mm -hmm. you know uh, networking in person and meeting people and going through those interesting you know uh, networking groups or meetup groups but uh, to to the point that uh, those actually exist online right now and it's Mm -hmm. a little bit um, and again it's a little bit different experience to go through those definitely their career fairs their meetup groups that are happening and uh, it's just like um the, the newer realm which is um Most of it is on Zoom or most of it is uh, via different, you know, uh, platforms. Uh, But what you can do is you can uh, definitely connect with those people who you met on, um, you know, online, Uh, connect with them separately as well. Just ask them for a coffee meeting, which is a video chat. Um, And um, it it kind of feels like you are meeting them in person as well, but definitely uh, you will need to find some tangible elements to, uh, to, Invite them for the coffee chat. And for mm-hmm. example, um, leveraging your LinkedIn um, is very good because LinkedIn is also number one recruiter. There are so mm-hmm. many, There at this point, there are like 20 million open jobs, <laughs> um, not mm-hmm. only, of course, in tech sector, but mm-hmm. uh, again, how do you connect with people through uh, LinkedIn and how do you make those meaningful connections? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we do teach them, again, we do have a LinkedIn workshop um, um, that students, uh, are uh, getting after the uh, they graduate uh, so we do have that specifically to uh, make sure that they can on um, you know uh, they can meet with people online how they can connect with people how they network mm-hmm. through LinkedIn uh, but one of uh, the most important things is that um, you need to show the person that you have common interest so Mm -hmm. why do you want uh, the most important question that you need to ask why do you want to connect with that individual because Mm -hmm. then it will boost their interest as well so Mm -hmm. be it so for example if you would like to connect with a CEO of a company Mm of a startup that just uh, emerged Mm -hmm. um, in the last year you can definitely find something interesting about their product or about Mm -hmm. their service that um, you know they have a comment as well as share the content and compliment them on that people Mm -hmm. are um, really hungry for those for feedback to understand how Mm -hmm. can they um, you know get better and more efficient with their services so at the same time Mm -hmm. if you are looking for a job it's kind of hidden so definitely um, kind of informational interviewing Mm -hmm. um, is also done online right now yeah
0: so uh, when you're building this connection say through LinkedIn you find someone that's interesting to you that you want to um, you know maybe have a conversation uh, you' you're, essentially you want to do some research on who they are what they're doing and try to make an authentic or genuine message that kind of piques their interest versus just uh, a click connect and add like a quick note hey I met you at this I heard your talk at this um uh event uh would love to connect that statement alone is not that meaningful versus something uh that you can actually provide value to them i guess so you want to have that you want to try to make more genuine connection that requires a lot more effort uh in general when making that uh, initial message um so can you expand a little bit more on some of the best practices in leveraging linkedin
1: uh yeah for sure and uh What I agree with you is definitely they need to have most of, um, you know, most of people, they have their own templates where they Mm -hmm. just add a note, which is very generic and it doesn't mean anything for the person who is on the other side uh, of the computer screen. Uh, So uh, having that, um, uh, doing this research, just keeping in mind that that company or that person can be the hiring manager. Mm -hmm. So just keeping that in mind, do the research that will be easier for you to transition into the role if there is an opportunity there. So always keep in mind my advice is always keep in mind that um, you know that may be your future employer so just mm-hmm. something that's tangible find something for uh you know a conversation to start uh but um as i mentioned definitely linkedin is considered to be number one recruiter these days and if you mm-hmm. see that there're more than 20 million companies listed on the site Um, and again um, 87% of recruiters or talent acquisition managers or hiring managers they regularly use LinkedIn so they Mm -hmm. use LinkedIn for um, um, I would say constantly if not like Mm -hmm. they have it open all the time so LinkedIn should be well branded so you need to have a well branded profile Uh, so again that Kind of gives uh, the recruiter or the future prospective employer the idea that you are unique. You have you are not like others, even though you are using the same languages. You are mm-hmm. coding in the same, um, definitely. Or for example, if you are in data science, or if you mm-hmm. are like to showcase your project or the presentation, how. It's not only about data; it's about how creatively you can present that data, um, mm-hmm. showcase that on LinkedIn. And sometimes we see that people go viral just because they shared what they have done.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, One yeah. thing about uh, about sharing on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, I think I've noticed this myself uh, mm-hmm. in the past year, or at least since you know March or April of twenty twenty. Uh, I found out that LinkedIn became a lot more, people became a lot more vulnerable there. People were just posting more and more uh, genuine content or just even short content about, you know, their experiences on the day. their their like whatever project they were doing. Uh, I found people became a lot more engaged in LinkedIn versus um, the the LinkedIn before the pandemic as people weren't probably using it as much. Uh, but I found that now LinkedIn everyone's on it. Uh, the types of messages I see became a lot more interesting to read. Uh, it became a lot more genuine, a lot more vulnerable. And I think that's just part of the fact that people are just sharing more and you don't have to have, you don't have to share the most polished version of yourself. You can just share just stuff that you've been doing. And, and that's great. Treat it a little bit more like a personal blog, but in a professional sense.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think that it kind of is a substitution of that human connection. Yeah. Because when you create something, you definitely want some, you know, to share it and to see what feedback you get, but, uh, whether it be like negative feedback or positive or uh, who is interested in what you have done. And um, so that's kind of a good way to showcase what you have done to the public mm-hmm. and not only within your area or mm-hmm. – but also like i would say global <laughs> because uh, again the recruiters maybe from um, any part of the world nowadays
0: yeah that is that is uh that's true is there any other platforms be- besides linkedin that uh, uh lighthouse labs suggest that uh, students should get on to kind of brand themselves or connect to other folks
1: well, at this point, I think that uh, connecting um, with, uh, uh, through LinkedIn is number one, um, uh, but mm. definitely joining meetup groups Number mm-hmm. two, joining those hackathons, as well mm-hmm. as there are so many channels on Slack that mm-hmm. they can um, um, that they can uh, also connect with some uh, developers, connect with other job seekers, mm-hmm. get some advice on how to approach this company. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but definitely, uh, those are the the main ones uh, that um, right now, and uh, this uh, we're seeing that those are actually working. Rather mm-hmm. than sending them to, um, again, to some other platforms that are not so effective these days, mm-hmm. it may change what? in a in a month or mm-hmm. so. But right now, that's what it is. Yeah.
0: One platform that I've that got my attention recently. It's called um, Clubhouse. Have you heard of it?
1: Uh, no, actually not.
0: It's like a new social network that's getting kind of viral and over the past month or so but has been existing for um a year now i think or longer than that uh, i've been aware of it but it's been growing uh in the past month and i've recently gone on it in the past month and i've noticed it's it's not a place to really do so, a lot of connection but it's a great place to get industry insights of uh different types of speakers. So what it, what the platform does is it's an audio-only type of platform. You create these rooms and speakers will come and join these rooms and they kind of speak to other folks in a more like an open forum type of uh, uh, way that's on a digital platform. And the conversations or different types of rooms I find are unique because there's a room in terms of like how to market yourself on LinkedIn Or as a speaker who is a very big in the, you know, fintech, uh, fintech space. And they're on there with other speakers. And it seems to be, it's a great place to get ideas and also to understand, um, other speakers in the industry, which is a good way. I think later on to kind of connect with them afterwards, if, um, you know, you can't really connect with them in a traditional, say, forum or other conferences. I've noticed more and more of these conversations are now taking place on Clubhouse, which is an interesting new platform in itself. And I'm, I'm very curious on how uh, that will take off.
1: Interesting. I will definitely check that out.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. One question about LinkedIn again. Uh, how How does one best connect to a recruiter versus a hiring manager? Because I think... When we try to make these genuine connections, uh, recruiters obviously are, are folks who are, are you know, their, their job is to try to find the best candidate and try to find um, uh, someone, um, the best person for this role. And I think recruiters at times at time they can get a bad rap because, you know, they either ignore you. Or you some there's some recruiters who feel a little bit shady at times and some recruiters are very professional. I, I've had the full range of experience when working with recruiters. Uh, but I know it's their job and plus they're bombarded with like messages all day, every day by folks trying to look for a job. and because they're the first touch point uh, when applying to you know for the company at least or when applying to that company, usually you reach out to the recruiter versus someone who's like a hiring manager or, now or someone else in the company. Um, my question is how how do we best connect to recruiter? Because I think it's a little bit different versus someone who's a hiring manager or just another employee. Um, uh,
1: great question so connecting to recruiters can be challenging at times especially through LinkedIn sometimes uh, you just uh, are better off going through um, the website let's say mm-hmm. that it's a larger recruiter company just take a look at who is the right recruiter um, mm-hmm. in terms of who is um, speci- uh, you know specializing in tech technical opportunities or in mm-hmm. you know and they are definitely for the larger companies they do um, they have have uh, separate portfolios uh-huh. I would say recruiters sometimes what I notice personally are mm-hmm. recruiting for more intermediate to um, intermediate to senior talent mm-hmm. just because the nature of their work so that's why they may not be so responsive on LinkedIn mm-hmm. uh, but uh, um, my suggestion is um, definitely try and connect with recruiters through LinkedIn again send mm-hmm. them a message but identify that if they are not the right person uh, mm-hmm. to chat to for, uh, in terms of junior opportunities, mm-hmm. um, because you are a junior and that's kind of visible and that's uh, on your portfolio, mm-hmm. you just uh, are starting. Um, they can let you know who will be uh, in charge of, uh, you know, um, getting hires for junior talent.
0: hmm.
1: So those would be like newer connections, mm-hmm. but at this point, I think, so let's say if you are, um, you know, if you just have bootcamp experience and then mm-hmm. you're just working on your, uh, some projects and, uh, you're just committing to bootcamp, uh, to your GitHub, um, my suggestion again is connect with. People in the companies that you want mm-hmm. to work with, it may not be the hiring manager, but definitely you should connect with um, other developers—be mm-hmm. junior developer, be it product lead, be it, um, uh, you know senior developer or a program manager for those specific uh, you know products. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, my suggestion is just go through those. As mm-hmm. you mentioned, that the recruiters may not be so responsive. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: we we mentioned that when we want to connect on LinkedIn to someone who is you know not a recruiter, uh, someone we either developer or someone from a meetup, we always want to create a genuine message that kind of adds values Mm -hmm. versus a generic message. But is it different when trying to connect to a recruiter? Should we be a bit more direct with our approach? Be like, hey recruiter, uh, I'm looking for a specific role, and I've noticed in this company that uh, there's an opening up position for X, Y, and Z, um, and I think I'm a good candidate, uh, or something around, along those lines, uh, what is the best way to send the message to a recruiter? What is a tangible tip that you can provide?
1: Um, so my suggestion is still do your research um, mm-hmm. and still like go through the connections of that recruiter and see uh, who is their clientele. Because most of those who uh, were hired uh, definitely are connected with the recruiter by LinkedIn. Talk to them. uh, But at the same time, you're right. Like with the recruiters, it's a completely different approach. You have to be more direct. You have to just um, let them know that you're looking for a job and you need their support or you need their advice. Um, And again, don't forget to ask if they are not the right person who they can refer you to.
0: Okay, that's really good. So, just finishing off with this jo- job searching uh, tips and connecting. Uh, I'm based in Toronto. You're based in Vancouver. Is there any differences in the job search between these two cities? Um, I'm I i do not know since uh, I've only been exposed to the northeastern job search, and I'm I'm aware that uh, in the United States down south, um, there's also a different approach when like networking and, and applying for jobs. But between these two cities, the two major cities in Canada. Um, is there any differences?
1: Um, it's interesting that you asked that because uh, at this point, because the companies that are hiring are, Mm-hmm. Again, um, looking for the best talent. Um, and for many companies, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where the candidates are located, as long as they are flexible, as long as they're okay working with different mm-hmm. time zones. Uh, we are seeing that many, specifically like in Lighthouse Labs, um, so our mm-hmm. grads are big companies like Deloitte, Accenture, mm-hmm. also Shopify for their internships, are open to hire you know, the best talent, they're open to hire individuals from either Toronto, Montreal, Calgary, Vancouver, or Victoria. So at this point, I think, because everything, um, uh, yeah, being able to work remotely is something that, uh, it's growing the importance for many, many companies, uh, mm-hmm. and many professionals for sure. So, mm-hmm. um, and it opens up, more job options for job seekers as well Mm -hmm. more job opportunities so right now again before it was uh, a little bit different like let's say in 2019 we were seeing that uh, companies in Toronto were vigorously um, kind of hiring for junior talent so some of the large companies would hire like five to six individuals in a Mm -hmm. term um and then in vancouver it was uh again lots of hiring but more small and medium enterprises were hiring Mm -hmm. for like a couple Uh, at the same time there were lots of companies that were going to open large offices in vancouver but right now it's all on stall or they're not going to Mm -hmm. do that anymore so again Job search is global now, so there's not much difference in terms of, you know, what you need to do if you are in Toronto or if you're mm-hmm. in Vancouver or if you're in Calgary. Um, it's uh, it's open for just the best talent. So um, I think
0: that's what's so great about in today's age is we can work remotely. It mm-hmm. works. A lot of the companies who are in the tech field embrace remote working and embrace the idea of, you know, we don't have to look at in our local city, but we can look all around the world. And I'm so grateful that I get to do my job in a remote setting. It makes me really think, like, do I want to be in a city, yeah, <laughs> or, or do I want to move into a smaller town that's a little bit quieter or closer to nature? Uh, because I guess at least now in this pandemic world, uh, you know, I live in Toronto. The stuff that brought me to toronto like the uh stores and the shops and like the entertainment it's not there or accessible anymore and made me realize you know what, maybe i want to move into a smaller town that's a little bit uh more close to nature so mm-hmm. i can just focus on my work and focus on the other things in life that's more accessible to me like going out for a hike or, uh, you know, doing more outdoorsy things. At least that's a personal thing that I've noticed about myself.
1: Yeah, and you actually have time for those. <laughs>
0: and you have more time for those, yeah. Yeah. You just don't, there's less commute as well. Yeah. Uh, you, I don't commute. I used to commute, I think, an hour and a half every day, um, back and forth uh, overall. And, you know, that, that adds up <laughs> if you think about it. It really does add up. Um, anyways, let's move on to the Lighthouse Labs Career Services can you elaborate more on it? I know you've mentioned a little bit about uh, what it does and, and how it um, uh, is introduced in week five of the both of the boot camps. But can you expand a little bit more about the Career Services and what else it offers post-graduation?
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. My favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so definitely Career Services is an integrated Portion of uh, Lighthouse Labs education. Mm-hmm. So, and our goal um, at, uh, with career services is to provide uh, job seekers or mm-hmm. the ones who are still in boot camp and then definitely post boot camp, the, the skills that they need to be job ready. So wow. and to be ready to enter the industry that is uh, somewhat new to them or completely mm-hmm. new to them, um, and so what we do have uh, specific workshops uh, uh, that are um, that are basically uh, helping them to uh, work on their resume, which is a very uh, specific. Uh, topic for developers' resumes or for resumes mm-hmm. for um, data science, but I can definitely uh, give you some ideas on uh, our what uh, you can expect from career mm-hmm. services so for all bootcamp students they do get the introduction to career services which means we are kind of telling them what they will expect and how we can mm-hmm. support them throughout the boot uh, camp and then definitely resume workshop that I mentioned uh, uh, to help them build specifically online resume for, um, you know, for the tech world uh, interview mm-hmm. workshop again more ideas on how to be successful with remote interviewing Mm -hmm. Um, and definitely, uh, all of the uh, bootcamp students will participate in friends and family demo day um, mm-hmm. There is um, and uh, there is another option which is kind of basically career boost for uh, students so those mm-hmm. are uh, the students who would like to have more career services um, and those options are definitely on uh, Lighthouse Labs website so again mm-hmm. they would get the career services and the interviewer and the resume workshop, um, they will also be participating in employer only Only demo day which is a great way to showcase your final projects to the employers and Mm -hmm. um, that's for for the employer only demo day what we do is Mm -hmm. we vigorously promote that to the employers in tech uh, Mm -hmm. sector and not only for those who are looking to hire uh, there's a one-on-one support and consultations um, uh, with our career service advisors and we also work with employers very closely we continuously, like on a daily basis, we connect with new employers or we re-engage with employers who already hired from us to make sure that we're bridging the gap between the hiring needs of employers and our talented grads uh, but mm. at the same time we do have a uh, post uh, boot camp we are calling it the uh, career readiness boot camp so, yeah career readiness boot like the name <laughs> <laughs> so they're definitely ready it's a uh, more um, so we do have workshops that are more specifically targeting like your personal brand your LinkedIn uh, profile as well as how to set your goals because the first workshop that we have and I think I love that because after you graduate from boot camp, after those 12 weeks of constant, you know, very um, like a, a constant work with your teammates, mm-hmm. with the instructors, then you wake up after your graduation and you're like, okay, what do I do now? Uh, do I have a routine? Mm-hmm. Where where mm-hmm. do I start my job search? How do I set my goals? Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have that workshop that starts mm-hmm. uh, right after bootcamp. Like or right like, after. Yeah, right after. I mean, next week we give them a weekend. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to right. relax. it starts on the following Tuesday. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Oh, wow. That's yeah. almost like right after. Uh, yeah. That like you continue your your journey. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, is it also open to non-Lighthouse uh, Labs alumni or students? Is it also open? Is there any public workshops available?
1: um unfortunately those specific like the post boot camp is mm-hmm. just a perk for our grads uh, mm-hmm. who uh, who go through the boot camp and we want to make sure that they are successful um uh, with their career choices so wow. um it's not open to public it's just for wow. uh yeah uh, lighthouse labs grads
0: all right mary well this is the end of the podcast and towards the end of the podcast I've always give my guest one minute to talk about anything they want either words of encouragement or something they're offering. Uh, what do you want to say uh, to my audience who are pandemic job hunters right now?
1: Um, yeah, I can definitely. Uh... I have an interesting way of uh, encouraging our grads. So my name um, and uh, whoever wants to connect with me on LinkedIn after this, um, you're more than welcome. So uh, my name is spelled M-E-R-I. So M stands for motivation. So I would like to motivate our grads and not only any job seeker. Right now, it's very important. So M for motivation, E for engagement. Constant engagement with new people, with new audiences. Um, And R is for resilience. And uh, this has proven to be a very difficult year, and we're seeing more and um, interesting uh, times to come. So, definitely resilience. And I is the impact. And remember, if you are um, career changers or you have lots of experience, just make sure that one day whatever you do will impact not only your career or your teammates or your friends and family, but Canadian economy as well. Just remember that. So that's kind of my words of encouragement to your listeners. And I hope everyone is successful in 2021.
0: You heard it here, folks. Motivation, engagement, resilience, impact. That's what Mary stands for. Thank you so much, Mary. I really appreciate your time being on the show. You gave a lot of good insights. Thank you so much.
1: You're more than welcome. Thank you for inviting me.
0: This is the end of the show. Thank you for tuning into the Pandemic Job Hunt podcast. As always, I would love to get feedback, so don't hesitate to get in touch through my Twitter at Andrew H.N. or LinkedIn.